This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by Third Wave Water. Andrew, do you ever wonder why the coffee you make at home never tastes as good as the coffee you buy at the coffee shop? Here's the the secret. Coffee shops spend thousands of dollars to make the perfect water for making coffee. And now for as little as 10 cents per cup, you can duplicate the magic at home if you got a Keurig or whatever. Third Wave Water has a patent-pending formula of minerals that when added to a gallon of distilled water makes coffee brewing magic. Recently, at the U.S. Brewers Cup Championship, the first and second place finishers brewed their coffee with Third Wave Water. Check out their website, thirdwavewater.com, and use the promo code SAINT and get 10% off your first order. They love us. You should love them too. Third Wave Water. All right, Dave is going to maybe join us in a minute, hopefully. Uh, Andrew, uh, it was a fucking calamity last night. There's no other way to put it. And... The more I thought, I thought about it, me and you talked today, but but I have to say, this is the most depressed I've ever been after the Saints opening game since probably 2003-2004 where Seattle kicked them in the nuts back-to-back season opening years. And you were just like, the fucking Hazlitt era, it's a disaster. It's never getting fixed. The defense blows. Aaron Brooks is kind of mediocre. They're wasting all the offensive talent. I'm tired of this. And you felt like Jim Hazlitt wasn't getting them prepared. And they just, you know, you were just tired of the same old bullshit. And I felt like, like that's how I feel with Peyton. Like, I'm just, I know it's all new players and media people are like, it's new guys. You can't blame Brandon Brown or for Devontae Harris. I know you can't, but it's the same old shit. And they couldn't even get 11 guys on the field to start the game, Andrew. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you you summarized it pretty much. I think, you know, the, the frustrating thing is we've seen this since 2012. It's yeah. been the same thing. Um, you know, I mean, you can talk about 2013 in one year where it was an exception, but um, if you're looking at, you know, basically, the last five seasons uh, it's the same song and dance and I think after a while like we could almost lose any other way like the defense could look amazing and the offense could be awful or I mean you know they could lose any way except the way they lost 
just the same way they've lost every game since 2012. And I think we're just we're tired of it. And it's it's sad, man, because there's 15 games left and the team's 0 and 1. And I think a lot of us are just resigned that, that this is this is more of the same. And, you know, we're all aware of the stat about how teams that win the opener for the Saints do well and teams that lose it, you know, it dooms their season. So, you know, I'm not ready to I mean, I, I do on some level, I think, feel bad about this, but I a lot of us, I, I speak for a lot of us when one game into the season, here we are once again, and we feel like the running's on the wall. And it sucks. Dave, are you there? Because of the fans. Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Your thoughts on yesterday, last night? Are we live right now? Yes, we are. We are live. Oh. Yeah, you got to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my general thoughts, I, I don't think I'm going to say anything that hasn't been said before. Uh, it was, you know, just terribly disappointing. We, uh, you know, obviously one, it's, you're starting out the season. The Saints have tried for the last five years to get off to a good start, um, get off to a bad start, get off to a hot and they've been unable to do that. Well, I think we were hoping this year, even though, you know, obviously the schedule is um, Obviously, we have to play the Patriots next week after they've been pissed off all for, you know, a week and a half and um, and had extra time to prepare. And, uh, and, of course, we have to go to London in week four. So, you know, it sucks to not get off to the where you wanted to get off to. Dave, are you, ta- are you in a hole? Uh, you, you sound like you're in a hole. No, I'm not speaking, in a hole. Using a speaking spell. So I don't I don't know why I got a new goddamn <laughs> I got a new goddamn phone and I realized that I wasn't logged into Skype I tried to log in I, I don't even know what my Skype name was before maybe you <laughs> could tell me and help me log into it but uh, I don't I, know I'm gonna try this headphone I'm gonna try this headphone thing but of course my iPhone seven doesn't have a headphone jack <laughs> so I gotta go in my basement and get this stupid fucking converter they give me. <laughs> Anyway, so I mean, we were talking like we just started right before you you joined in. And I guess Andrew, the thing for me, I, I feel that the, here here's what what we just you know me. I don't get into like game plan and film and all play call and all that. But the thing that baffled me is. Sterling Moore, where the fuck was Sterling Moore? And Vaughn Bell, who they traded up to get last year, played 85% of the snaps last year. Where was he? Like, what the fuck were they, what the fuck were they trying to do on defense? Well, I think Sean Payton was asked that today, and his response was simply that Devontae Harris played well enough in camp to be ahead of those guys. Oh, my he God. That's sh- showed enough in camp and that he was good, and that, that so he's the guy. You know, Sterling Moore is a weird case for me um, because, you know, I thought, I thought he played well last year, and the Saints really showed almost no interest in having him back in the offseason. I mean, they came, yeah. gave him a minimum deal. Um, he didn't sign for a long time, if you remember. Um and then the Saint, you know, he finally signed with the Saints. Um, and then he's kind of been buried on the depth 
he was playing in the fourth quarter of preseason games or third quarter preseason games in week four. So, you know, that kind of was a sign that they didn't really think much of him um, really in the offseason and in training camp. So, you know, Von Bell. So, I mean, you know, maybe we saw the writing on the wall a little bit with Sterling Moore, but Von Bell, I mean, it's kind of inexplicable. And I, I personally, I mean, I haven't, you know, I've, been, I've been, had the chance to go to the Greenbrier the last three years, and I didn't go to any training camp this year, so I didn't really get a chance to watch Devontae Harris, but um, to me... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, he, he was kind of a, one of those clear guys, looks good in camp, is garbage in games. You know, and he, that was, just, I mean, he, he was pretty good in camp last year as well. Um, but once you put him out there, um, he, he, he sucks. And, you know, Moore has always been a gamer. You know, and there's some guys that, you know, they don't always look great in training camp. They don't always look great in practice. And Kikaha was one of those guys as a rookie. And they always be like, yeah, he, you know, he never looks that great in practice. But when the lights come on and it's a game, he's a gamer. And I, I think Sterling Moore is kind of that way. And, you know, listen, Devontae Harris was such a liability. Uh, I, I, it, it's To me, okay, fine. You know, you look at camp, you look at all that stuff, and you're like, he's the better guy we're playing him. I can live with that. But at some point you got to make a change. If, if they're targeting that guy over and over and over, and he, he's getting beat repeatedly like a drum, at some point you've got to say, wait a minute, Von Bell and Sterling Moore on a roster, <laughs> it's probably worth trying them. Dave, uh, Devontae Harris, his performance last night, it's in, I think it goes in the bad Saints Corner Hall of Fame, along with like Brandon Brown versus the Redskins. Um, Patrick Patrick Robinson and Corey White. Are, yeah, Patrick team. Robinson, Corey White. Jason David, as bad as he was, the opening game 2007 where Marvin Harrison just torched him to death, at least Jason David ripped the fumble out of a dude's he hand and ran, return. and ran it back for a touchdown. You know? Yeah, well, it's funny, you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned that game because that was definitely – that specific game was on my mind last night uh, watching the game. I – it definitely felt like that. It definitely felt like that game. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand why. I don't understand why PJ Williams was covering. Who, who did? Who did the, the Vikings have lined up in the slot? I mean. I mean. It just. It felt like. Well, I mean, Adam, it felt like Adam between Thielen and Stephon Diggs, yeah. were the ones ripping us to shreds. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it felt like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Bradford's a Hall of Famer too, for sure. Um, you know, it, yeah, it just felt like those two guys were either both open or at least one of them was open. Wide open. But, but I mean, I don't understand why, why weren't Lattimore, at least in the second half, why weren't adjustments made so that P.J. Williams and Lattimore would be covering those two? And then you put Harris on whoever Lattimore that third was. was. Ro- Lattimore was getting roasted. He, I mean, I'm sorry, P.J. Williams was getting yeah. roasted. The P.J. Truthers I mean, he was were as, quiet, he was as like as, a church mouse. Yeah. P.J. Williams was as complicit as Devontae Harris. I mean, he, he had some uh-huh. huge gains given up. Uh, he, here's the thing. I mean, to me, for it's two things. Okay, first of all, I know it was just a 10-point game, but that was a 30-point blowout d- disguised as a 10-point game. That, that's number one. Number two, this game had the feeling, especially in the second half, of like the two Falcons games last year where – the play call did not matter. They could call a run to the left. They could call a run to the right. They could run play action fake. They could spread them out and, and run a five receiver set with no one in the backfield. It did not matter. Regardless of the play call, it was working. And there was only a handful of times last season where I felt like games were like that. I mean, maybe the Detroit game, maybe the Giants game, definitely the two Falcons games. But to start the season against what I consider a pretty weak offense and to, to get into that Falcons mode where they're, whatever they do works on every play, it, it's like, it, you know, he's looking at his call sheet and he's got like 70, 75 options of plays to call. And he's like, well, I can really call any of these and they're going to work. So whatever, you know. <laughs> And he just kind of blindfolded, and he, he ends up on one with his index finger, and that's the play they roll with, and it still works. So, no, it, that's not in, in week one against a weak offense. That that is not a good feeling. And this is the last thing I'll say about this game. You look at the numbers that Sam Bradford put up, and I think we're all fed up of mediocre to good or or even even poor quarterbacks that face this defense and look like MVP quality players. If you put Breeze on that offense against Minnesota yesterday, the numbers are the same. If you put Bradford on the Saints, he's getting sacked five times, he's throwing a couple picks, and he's leaving that game injured. And so the big takeaway for me is we're going to see how bad this gets when Breeze leaves because I don't think we realize – how bad it gets when we have a quarterback that recognize when we don't have a quarterback that recognizes that both of his tackles are out. He's getting the ball out quickly, and if you look at Bradford and how wide open his receivers were, look then then look at Breeze's throws and look how tight the windows are. He, I mean, the, all those plays that Kobe Fleener made, the window that he has to put those balls in is so small. He has no margin for error. So it's, yes. Bradford is Braille, and he would be fucking dead, and, like, Griffin and Danielle Hunter would have murdered him. Um, But I guess before we get to – before we get to Adrian Peterson, I want to (laughs) – Streif got hurt, and the 
offensive. Of course, he's probably wishing he retired now. <laughs> no, he got 110 grand just for. Just yeah, for, yeah, you're right. Just for being on the roster last night. So, <laughs> so um, he he's not too sad, but I feel like there, Andrew, the offensive line is like it's not too. 2016 cornerback level bad yet, but if that's a destination, it's heading there at like 55 miles an hour. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it, yeah, it depends on how long it takes for Armstead to come back and Street to come back, and you know how how the season goes. But yeah, I mean, they they can absorb one injury at tackle, not two, and and that's the problem really with Armstead being out before training camp even started is their margin of error became zero at tackle yeah. instead of one and so sure enough they get an injury in, in the first game and now you know the options for next week or either you move Andres Pete from guard or you're stuck with Bryce Harris or Senio Calamete at right tackle and so um, obviously that's not ideal um, listen this team has so many problems man um, you know, I think we were hoping the defense would be better, that they patched some things. We hope the pass rush would be better. We hope the coverage would be better. Um, so far after a week, that hasn't happened. Um, and I don't know how good this team can be. No, the second it's not nine and seven like we predicted, I'll tell you no, that. No, it is no. not, Dave. Oh. Here's well, a, I said, no. for the record. I, I see a lot of fucking Applebee's eight? in my Did future. I say eight, God eight damn it. You said seven and nine, I think, Andrew. Okay, yeah. Yes. So I you're see, probably right on. I see lots of 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 IPAs in my future. No, oh, but don't worry. I've got a couple lined up for you already. Here's taking here, them out now. Here's here's the thing is I feel nice like be bitter ones. I feel like at this point the secondary is just as bad. The pass rush is worse can, the, can we just say that PJ Williams kind of sucks? Oh, <laughs> Ralph would love to say that. Oh, can, boy, can, we, can we please, like, finally just come out and say it? Well, I can say this. Ken Crawley ain't, no, no, ain't nothing good because he was inactive. And I fought with people yeah. over a, a freaking PFF uh, infographic all summer. And that motherfucker wasn't even active last night. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. While, De, while Devontae Harris was getting roasted, Rose, Ken I mean, Crawley was watching in shorts. Yeah, I mean – Here's the, here's the thing is I don't think Ken Crawley would have been as bad as Devonta Harris yesterday. That's even the in the slot, man. It just I mean here's the here's the thing. They're not the thing the thi- the, the coverage at corner didn't totally shock me. I had been banging the drum that PJ Williams was terrible and Crawley was kind of terrible, and the secondary they didn't they didn't get Butler, and they didn't get a free agent veteran, and it kind of sucked. And I kind of banged that drum all all summer, so I wasn't I wasn't like stunned that the secondary was bad. But Dave, I bought into the pass rush was going to be better, at least on the edges. And Okafor and Kikaha sucked pass rush wise. Were you as surprised as me about the pass rush? Uh, no, not really. I mean, hey, they, they didn't, I mean, they didn't have Muhammad in there that, you know, he, he, I don't even know if he was dressed, let alone, uh, I, I don't know if he played much, let yeah, alone he dressed. he played on special teams, I think. A little. Um, I saw him out there. 
you know, so, uh, no, I'm not that surprised. I thought, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, I, I thought at least like in the run game, they looked a little bit better. I mean, they definitely, they seem to be, they seem to be getting in the backfield, uh, quicker than I, I, I'm used to seeing, uh, over the last few years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the pass rush, I've, I've never been sold on the pass rush. I, I was more sold on the secondary and the cornerbacks improving this year than I was on the pass rush. Now, that's not saying a lot, but um, but that was the case. And, you know, the bad news is, I, look, I, I'm hoping that 16, 17 weeks from now and, and the Vikings look back on their season, I hope we see one of the best offensive lines in the league. But at this point... I mean, they have like what? Five of them are all new. Yep. Four of them. Four yep. or five. I mean, so there's got to be some cause for concern if we can't get a pass rush on five guys that haven't even played together uh, ever um, that are all new. So, um, yep. <laughs> like I said, hopefully at the end of the season we'll look back and say, you know, well the Vikings just—I don't know how—we don't know how they did it, but those <laughs> five guys that they got were just amazing and uh but 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 if we're looking back in 17 16 weeks and saying uh yeah that vikings line is terrible what did you expect from five people that they just put together i think in, you know, i think you're in, gonna say well what the hell was wrong with this i think in seven weeks when the vikings are like four and three they're gonna be like man remember when remember monday night and we thought bradford was good like that's what they're gonna be unfortunately <laughs> so all right uh, Andrew, now we're going to get to Adrian Peterson. Um, somewhere held was hiking in the mountains and his ears just started to burn. I, I just, I know, I know it. Like it didn't, it, Andrew, it didn't even take a half. And we already have juicy, juicy splash reports this morning about Adrian Peterson. Um, I got got by fake Ian Rappaport about, uh, Adrian Peterson pushing Sean Payton after the game. I will fully admit it. I got got by the fake by the fake Ian Rappaport. I'll own up to it. But but Andrew, how surprised are you that it's it's gotten to this already with Adrian Peterson? Like it didn't even get, it didn't even last a half. And there he, he's mad. Already. Well, they're they're playing it off. I mean, Payton and Peterson. I mean, it's kind of a non-story at this point, right? But, but I think I think I think people are totally misinterpreting that. You know, Shamley had a tweet last night. He was like, "This is what really happened." Adrian Peterson hey, said, "Hey, coach, I can get you that first down." And the coach looked at him or whatever. Uh, but what we see, it looks like Peterson's angry. We don't know what he said, and everybody's very quick yeah, to I, I to blow it out of proportion. Yeah, I, I think there's plenty of times during the course of a game where something happens quickly in a second or two, and a camera catches it. And we're ready to make a huge story out of it, and it's out of context. Know, listen, listen. I do think Adrian Peterson's a star, and this is Sean Payton's show, and you know, Peterson's just just another guy in it, and but, he, that's going to take some getting used to. And I'm sure Peterson doesn't love it. Um, but he didn't have but, other. He didn't have other options. He didn't, and I don't yeah. know. I don't know what conversations were being held privately between Peyton and the front office and Peterson, but uh, I, I can't imagine that they were telling him, yeah, you're going to be our number one guy. You're going to be the go-to guy. No, uh, no. I have Honestly, to, I have, if there's I one guy imagine. that should be pissed, I, I think it should be Ingram. I, I don't think Ingram touched the ball enough or saw enough playing time no, at he, all. No, Peyton was playing with the new toys, and Ingram yeah. was like, Ingram, I thought he should have got the ball more. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, if if if, P- if Peterson if Peterson is pissed, I mean, maybe he was pissed specifically for this game because you know, obviously, it was his old team, and he really wanted to, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever, have a big game. But um, if he gets pissed down the line about not being the main guy or not getting enough touches, then uh, to be honest with you, I think that's on him. He, he he's got to know how this offense rolls yeah. and how Peyton rolls. And I mean, if, if he gets mad, that's, that's his own damn fault because he came into this situation and, and he had to know he, he absolutely yeah, you, had to know. Do you think and he, I think Peyton said, I think Peyton said before that, uh, you know, he knows that one of his running backs is going to be mad at him in any, in any given game. I mean, he's, he's got three of them and you can't have three running backs yeah, on the field. I know, I know the, the national media and even Jim Mora, in the post-game show on Channel 6, is like, he's done, he's old, he's washed, he's slow. But, Andrew, I don't think I can... I can't make that judgment off of last night at Adrian Peterson. Because I didn't... I feel like it... I feel like they didn't have any holes for him to run through. And I couldn't... I can't tell you if he doesn't have any burst. Because until the Saints have a running play where it's blocked well, and you see yeah. Adrian, Adrian Peterson hit the hole, and you're like... Did he hit the hole well, or is he high tower where they blocked it awesome, and he got six yards where he should have had twenty? You know, like that, that didn't happen last night. There was nowhere to he go. He carried he carried like five Vikings defenders on, on his the first, first carry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know um, with Peterson. Uh, I agree with you, Ralph. I don't think I've seen enough. The sample size has been too small. Um, I, I, I we can't draw conclusions. I mean, look, they all sucked last. I mean, you look at Ingram's numbers and Kamar's numbers on handoffs, they were even worse. So, um, you know, it's hard, hard to draw any conclusions. I, you know, I, I still think, I don't know if he has the same speed, but he's still a powerful back. And if he gets to the second level, he's going to run over some people. So, um, yeah, I, I still think Peterson's capable of having a good game. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just tough. You lose your two tackles. That defense is good. I mean, the thing is, you look at Daniil Hunter and you look at uh, Everett Griffin. I mean, those are two of that. I mean, Brian the Robinson. Vikings, they, they yeah, mean, the, the Vikings have as good of an edge pass rush as any team in the league. And if you're at out two tackles, it becomes very complicated. <laughs> and the bottom line, I mean, remember this. The Saints scored on five of eight possessions. Now, they didn't score touchdowns, and the red zone offense was unacceptable. But they it's not like they had short fields to work with. No. I mean, they were at the 20. They were at the 25 on most drives. I mean, a lot of drives that took kickoffs out and were short of the 20. So they went the length of the field and scored on five out of eight. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think – to me, the offense wasn't a problem. And, I, and, you, and you can't play – And that's with – no running game. Yeah, and then, you know, I know you can't play what if, Dave, about it. But, but look, if Tommy Lee Lewis breaks that last tackle, and instead of a fifty-one yarder, it's sixty-five and a touchdown. And if <laughs> and if Breeze hits Tommy Lee Lewis in the end zone, I don't think the Saints win. But the game's a lot closer, and we're and it's yeah. and it's a totally different feel about the offense. Like, another you know, another thing is this <coughs> defense. I mean, I'm going to go back to this again. This defense has no margin for error. So when the ball is laying on the turf for five whole seconds, <laughs> they or go. or Cam Jordan pops the ball in the air and it's dropping in, into his lap, like, and then he knees it out of his hands. Well, well, yeah, Klein like creams him as he's trying to catch the ball. Best like, pass defense of the night by the Saints on their own yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, you, the, you, those are two turnovers that the Vikings are trying to give you. 
and you got to get him. He's got to take him. You got to take him. Especially on the road, on on a road, on the road, on a team, on the road against a team that's better than you. You got to make this play. It's the same thing with like New England. We'll get to that game later. But like everything, every possible mistake that New England makes, the Saints got to fucking pounce if they want to have any chance. Um. What is who are, are you? Is somebody banging a drum or tinfoil in the background? <laughs> are you beating someone? Yeah, my 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 meat. <laughs> I, I think Dave's in Singapore caning uh, Michael Fay. <laughs> Michael Fay. Wait, there's the, a, there's a reference. It's the '90s on VH1. <laughs> wow, yeah, there's, a, there's an old school reference. Pop up video. Um, so pop up video. Uh, you you look you look at the defense to me. Dave. I'd rather not. <laughs> but I mean, like, I can't. Oh, you're jo- gonna watch it on Sunday, Dave. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if there was a if there was a guy that you that Dave that you thought you were like, okay, going into this game, you know, I'm real like this guy's gonna be better. This guy's really gonna help the Saints, and I'm expecting him have Tim to have a nice game. Who on defense did you did you think that was possible and they didn't? And you were like, "Fuck! I thought that was I thought he was going to be something." That's like everybody. That's like every no. fucking guy that started on the goddamn defense. No, but I mean, you've I mean, said, come you must on, Marshawn Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore expected him to be better. Kikaha expected him to be better. Okafor expected him but to be didn't better. Have one. PJ Williams definitely expected him to be better. Devontae Harris, nah, played about what I expected. But I mean, you didn't have one guy that you were like thinking that they were going to contribute and and. Yeah, Rankins was kind of garbage. Rankins, Rankins. I, I mean, think... Rankins, Rankins was a guy that I, I was hoping. You know, I mean, we talked about this. We said Rankins has to be last year fairly for this defense to I, be okay. I expected, he was not that. I expected. I picked the Saints to win in my comp, and I expected Rankins to wreck shit on the 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 the, the, the Vikings had new center and two new guards. I was like, Rankins better wreck shit. All night, he, he, and he, he did, did not. And, he, and he did not. Like I get you, Dave. We were expecting all the guys, but like even like Klein and Lattimore. Like I wasn't. Fo- I was expecting. I was expecting Rankins to wreck shit in the middle and open up stuff for Okafor and Kikaha and Jordan, and it never happened. It just didn't. Klein was okay at times. I mean, he was a little slow, but he was okay at times. Dave, did so. I, I, no, I what I answered the fucking question. They all they all fucking disappointed me. They are all a big fucking disappointment. All fucking. I mean, it goes 12, back to that whatever play call you make, it's gonna work. Uh, and, and you know who else? You know, while 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 we're talking about disappointments, um, I was I was disappointed with Sean Payton. Oh, definitely. We were gonna get to that. Maybe. Uh, oh, are we okay? All right. No, well, then I'll wait. Well, no. That's well, why I don't go ahead. I, go ahead. I, we'll get right. Go, go to it. Get why were you disappointed? And then I'll say what I want to say. I I cannot believe the Sean Payton that I know, that I've known for the last ten, eleven years, that has coached the Saints, uh, would have gone for the touchdown inside the five yard line when you're down by seventeen points, and instead he kicked the field goal. And I I I, I don't get that decision. And I, I said it on Twitter, and there were two people who were like. You just take the points. You know, you need three scores. You're down by three scores. You get that one. Yeah, I, I understand that. But you're down by two touchdowns and a fucking field goal. And it's not – touchdowns aren't e- very easy to come by at this fucking point with five minutes left in the goddamn game. So if you're on the fucking five-yard line, you take, you take your fucking chance and you take your four downs and you try to get the touchdown. <laughs> kicking, the, kicking the field goal, I mean, to me, 
He he gave up. He had he had thrown in the fucking towel at that point. I agree. And we just lost our sponsor. No, no, they know. <laughs> you, they know. They know. They know that we. Uh, they know. They 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 knew exactly what what was what when they. Uh, when they uh, signed up for this and they love us. And speaking of that, that, that reminds me, it's halfway through this, the show. i got to mention them again, Andrew. Thanks. It's, we are sponsored by Third Wave Water. Do you ever wonder why coffee you make at home never tastes as good as the coffee you buy at the coffee shop? There's a secret. Coffee shops spend thousands of dollars to make the perfect water for coffee. And you can do it, too, for as little as $0.10 cents per cup. You duplicate the magic at home. Third Wave Water has a patent-pending formula of minerals that when added to a gallon of distilled water, it makes coffee brewing magic. U.S. Brewers Cup Championship, Andrew, first and second place winners. They use Third Wave Water. It makes your coffee... Of course they did. It it makes your coffee awesome. Look, check out their website. Or you could... Just drink it as water, right? You well, you got you can add it to the water, and it and, and it makes the water better. With Super minerals. healthy. Yes. Yeah. So you go to thirdwavewater.com. Use the promo code Saints. Get ten percent off your your order. Thirdwavewater.com. All right. Um, and they love us. They're stick. They're sticking around. They got a contract. Um. So. I, I think I going. I, I think Sean Payton gave up on that game at that point. There were, there were five minutes left. You're inside the five. You're down by 17 points. I don't get kicking the goddamn field yeah, goal. Yeah, I mean, you, know you, you, you kick a uh-huh. field. You, you kick a field goal. You still have two freaking touchdowns that you need to get in under five minutes. I, I, I as you opposed know, I, to I'm, going I'm for the fine with that touchdown. Complaint, Dave. Yeah, I, okay. I'm with you, man. I, I, I can't I believe agree. there were people on Twitter defending that. Like, are you kidding me? People are saying, oh, no, he should have kicked the field goal. Oh, so they're going to get two more fucking touchdowns in five minutes? Like, that seems like very likely. No, I, I mean, just come on. That disappointed me. The one thing I will defend Sean Payton on is at the end of the half, people Thank were like, you. people were like, you can't. They should have. Like, dude, Mor- Morstead drops a bomb, pins him back at the five. You're down 10 to six. Minnesota's getting the ball to start the third quarter. You got to try to stop them and get the ball back and get it to ten to yes. nine, get it to ten to nine. Yes. Get yourself a short field. <coughs> you know, just because your defense sucks, and Andrew, we talked about this on the phone. Just because your defense sucks doesn't mean you can't play the percentages. It's like blackjack. If the dealer is showing a five, and you have a fifteen, just because the dealer's the last three hands has gone twenty one twenty nineteen doesn't mean that. You should hit. The dealer shows less than a six. The percentages say he's going to bust. You stay. Like, you have to play the percentages at some point. You have to trust your defense at some point. Like, I didn't, I didn't get the, the rip in him for that. Yeah, you can't – you can't – as bad as the Saints' defense is, you got to call a timeout there. You can't just work under the assumption that a team is going to go 95 yards in under two minutes on your defense. If you're going to assume that – then you should be going for it on fourth down every time, and it's going to lead to blow, 50 nothing blowouts in most games. Yeah. You know, I mean, at some point, like, yeah. e- e- even if you're 99% sure or whatever, like, you have to it, hope that it works out for the best and trying to get your offense the ball back. Because here's the thing, like you said, if they're going to go 95 yards in, in two minutes, then they're definitely going to go 75 yards and score on the opening drive of the third quarter. Yeah, the, but Dave, the one thing that disappointed me about Sean Payton the most of all of the of all of it after the game, and and Andrew, you're gonna I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna think I'm batshit crazy, but I don't care. 
Sean Payton, after the game in the press conference, he looked so depressed and so despondent. It reminded me of Curly Holman, the old LSU coach in 1994. <laughs> it reminded me of Curly after games when he you could see it in his eyes that he was dead inside and there was no hope. He wasn't fixing it. There was no cure. He was just waiting for it all to end. I felt like that with Sean Payton last night watching the watching the thing on, on on the Saints website. Like I feel like he had no answers. He was totally stunned at what was happened, and I have never seen him like that in a post-game press conference, Dave, ever. Probably because he realized uh, his ass is grass at the end of the season, and it's all because he hasn't been able to find a goddamn fucking good <laughs> cornerback in ten fucking years. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean... Am or a linebacker. Am I... Andrew, am I, I, think, am I exaggerating? I, think, I mean, I, I think he knows... I, I think... It's like, you know, I think the comment he says, I don't know where to start. So I think he was just disgusted with the performance. But also, you know, he mentioned, hey, you know, we got a short week here and we don't, you know, we're in a race, a sprint, you know, to get better. And as he's saying this, you can just see it in his eyes. You can see it in what he's saying. He's like, we're on a short week and we, we got to play Tom Brady. Yeah. And the thing on is, on a long week. And, you know, and it's just, like he, he, as he's saying the press conference, you, you can just hear Owen oh, two. Here we come. Yeah, and here's the thing: like the plan to stop Tom Brady is everybody knows it. It's you crowd the middle of the field because Tom Brady likes to throw short passes, and you rush with you get pressure with three or four, and that was the plan against Minnesota, and they just got torched. You know, so um, it it's it it's it's a problem, I think. Uh, as far as far as Dave, I guess you. I'll be at the game too. Um, Ooh, yeah, we might have to get together, Champion Square. Hey now, hey now, um, hey now. What's your sense? What's your sense of the fan base right now? I feel like the fan base—they're really disgusted, but everybody's going to show up, and I don't think there's going to be any empty seats. Like people are mad, but they're not—they're not—they're not, not going to tune out for the opening game. I don't think. No, I mean, you know, I mean, well, first of all, it's Tom Brady, so who doesn't want to come and see Tom Brady play, uh, regardless of whether you think the Saints are going to win or lose. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it's still early. Look, look that was one game. I, I think, and, and I, you can include me in that number, but I think most Saints fans are hoping and thinking to themselves, "All right, they came out flat. You know, they played a bad game against Minnesota, but they're going to, they uh, you know, right, right the ship and get better." I don't better. think they were flat. Did, did, do you think? Do you guys think they came out flat? I don't think they were flat at all. Like I don't, they were ready. I mean, like emotionally into it. I think the, I thought they were ready to go. I think the the plan. Well, might I don't. Have I don't. When I say flat, I'm not referring to their emotion. I'm, yeah. I'm referring to their fucking talent. Uh, okay. Uh, and their ability to do shit positive <laughs> in a positive manner. Put that on it. Put, um, put I, that I just thought Minnesota was was clearly better. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they dominated from. from from school, absolutely. I mean, this game is, uh, you know, as far as the flow of the game or the momentum of the game, I don't, I don't, I, I don't feel like the Saints ever had that. But you know what? It, you know what it felt like. It, it honestly felt like the Saints were missing three of their top six players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no Teron Armstead, no Nick Fairley, no Delvin Bro. Like, I mean, you just I, can you imagine if those three players? Are in that game, what a difference it makes. Oh, if the left tackle is yeah. actually solid, 
and stonewalling Everson Griffin. If he had a... And, and we have a cover corner that gets Devontae Harris off the fucking field. <laughs> and, and we have a, a guy, a defensive tackle, that actually generates a pass rush. I mean, think about, think about the difference that makes. And, you know, and so with those guys out, what are we left with? Like, what, what does that put on the field? It puts Senio Kelamete at right tackle. It puts Onyemata in the game. Didn't hear his number or name called at all. And it puts Devontae Harris in the game. Think about the difference. Pretty significant. No, it, I, think, I think that's a great point, Andrew, because I think we, because those, those things happened so long ago, you put them in the rear view and you try to talk yourself into them not mattering. And this was like, oh, yeah, Nick Fairley was fucking awesome. Teron Armstead, when he's healthy, he's really fucking good. Bro in 2015 was really good. Like, it matters. Like, if you take, if you take off a of New England, if you take off their three, player, their three best players that aren't Tom Brady, I think they would start to – they would bump way down too. You know? Yeah. Um, so – I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. You don't. You don't think? Explain, Dave. With well, they with, lost with New England, and they lost. No, New New England has done a very good job of next man up. Yeah, but I mean, uh, there comes a point. It'll be interesting. It comes a point because they're they're kind of banged up at receiver now. We can uh, <laughs> we can get to we'll get to them in a. Uh, in a little bit. The last question I wanted to ask you, Andrew, I know you don't blog anymore and you don't do your grades, which you ruined my mornings today. I could have not done at work. I'm for pretty like sure day. I would have ruined your morning. With <laughs> no, because the, the, grades are, the grades are the most fun when the Saints are at extremes. Like when they're either awesome or they're fucking terrible because I want to see who, who, jo- who Juge is going to throw the Fs at and who's he going to throw the A pluses at, you know? Um, so I missed it today, but Andrew, I know you still watch, you still watch a bunch of, and you watch it differently than other people is how much of that disaster last night is fixable because of like blown assignments and fuck ups. And I'm not saying they can get a lot better, but like how much of it is like kind of correctable. Well, the major blown assignment that I saw was the touchdown that made it, I think 13 to six. Uh, where it was a play action where I think it was Diggs. I mean, just got behind <laughs> Devontae Harris and was just seriously, there was no one within 15 yards of him. And and that was just a blown assignment where someone got caught staring in the backfield and completely bit on a fake. And uh, I think I think two guys bit on the fake on that yeah. play. Right? No, you Correct. just you just have to have better discipline than that. You know, there were some things like the opening drive. I mean, listen. You know, the Anzalone play, it's bang-bang. He gets a 15-yard penalty for that. I mean, it's a rookie. And Marcus Williams, you know, hits a guy out of bounds. That's 15 yards. Uh, that, yards ca- that, call was sh- that call was shitty on Marcus Williams. The Anzalone call, I no, totally I thought get. it was the right call. Uh, uh, I thought it was the right call on Marcus Williams. Uh, I thought it was – I mean, he hit him late. He hit him out of bounds. And I, I just thought it was stupid. But that's the thing as a rookie, you know. He, he, these guys are trying to be physical. Yeah. Um, they're trying to make an impact, and, and it's hard. You, you've got to find that balance between being physical uh, without costing your team yards. And, um, you know, I think sometimes when you get those flags, it makes you a little gun-shy. 
and then you start to suck. So uh, it's going to be a learning curve for some of these young guys. I mean, the main thing for me is I don't want to see Devontae Harris on the field anymore. I want him I mean, off my TV. But I, want, I want him off. off. The field. I don't care if it's Crawley. I don't care if it's Sterling Moore. I don't care if it's Von Bell. I would prefer Von Bell, but get someone in there other than Devontae Harris because I can't watch him go up against Tom Brady. My wife, I, just, I, I, I it is, that is not going to be healthy for me. My wife, <laughs> my wife, uh, has, my wife. Has, has a thing my that she'll wife. she'll say occasionally when Astros players make her really mad. She'll be she'll say, "Get that motherfucker off my TV." <laughs> When the bullpen starts to collapse, and I feel that way about I feel that way about Devonta Harris. I want I want him off my TV. I don't I don't want to see him anymore. You know. Um, so okay, now we got to get to the to the actual Brian uh, from Brian from Saints Nation was kind of going into a meltdown on uh, Devonta Harris during the game. I, I felt like he he was kind of singling him out as one hundred percent responsible for the loss. Yeah, we have a ton of we have a ton of questions. Um, Dave, this is from Chris Smith. Is Mickey willing to give away everything for a system corner now? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know if they tried to make a move for somebody or you know remember last year when Josh Norman comes available. I would say I would say Loomis is going to be in the hunt for any available cornerback that ever would go on the market for any reason. Chris, I think, look, victory, we'll get to the game prediction in a minute. Victory is not happening against the Patriots Monday. Just forget that shit. But I think what Sean Payton can do, Andrew, is he can devise a game plan, and his one objective is to make Malcolm Butler look as awful as humanly possible. (laughs) And just make sure that Malcolm Butler gets Roasted, and then you call you you call up Bill on Monday, and you're like, Bill, Malcolm Butler looks kind of terrible. How about we do a deal, and then you get you get System Corner, and maybe maybe you get on the right track. Is is that how you like my plan, Andrew? Yeah, I like it. I guess. Um, this is it's uh, not going to work. This is from Wallace. Is it is it too late? Hold on, to- hold on, hold on. I just want to point out one thing. What is that? How ridiculous is it that last night, as awful and painful as that was to sit through, Kobe Fleener of all people <laughs> Kobe Fleener, Kobe Fleener is the, the one guy that plays awesome. Catching the balls in traffic. What the hell? Kobe Fleener's going to be a top. He's going to be a top seven fantasy tight end. That dude, he has struggled, but he he can catch he can catch sixty balls and seven touchdowns for the Saints. He was like, good. He, he was yeah, good. Like that's like he was like, oh yeah, that's why they signed that dude. Um, so uh, this is from Wallace. My apologies. Continue. No, is it too is it is it too late to invest my life savings in Crown Royal stock, or are you switching to another liquor of choice? I'm going all discount. Honey Bourbon, Evan Williams, Jim Beam, because it's going to be a long year, and I got to go. I'm, instead of like five, six fifths, I'm probably going to do an eight, nine, ten. So I got to, I got to, I got to buy in bulk, Wallace. Um, this is from Skooks, Andrew. Costco. This is from Skooks, Andrew. We love it when Skooks give us a question. Mm-hmm. It is, it's an election year in New Orleans. How is Sean Payton's? How is Sean Payton doing in the polls? You know, um, I, I've kind of been slower to calling for his head than most people. Um, but um, you're getting there. 
I, I'm I'm officially putting him on the hot seat. And yeah, that seat's I, getting a little warm. Yeah, I think if uh, if this continues, and we we continue to see the defense play this way. I mean, he's had five years to figure this out, man. And you know, if, if we have another season of just kind of this Rob mediocre offense and this defense just falling apart, it's, it, uh, it could be game over. Rob Ryan's genius in 2013 is underappreciated. He might need a statue. <laughs> for what he did in for what he did in 2013, I'm not kidding. Like, look at look at the history of defense, man. This is from Reed, uh, uh, Dave. Just please discuss why the Saints would be in better shape with Rita at the helm. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get the opportunity to see that. Uh, what is the point? Um, He'd fire Loomis. <laughs> Yeah, she fired Loomis in like three seconds. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Why do we? Uh, why can't we get a goddamn good defense? That's from Head Saint. Seriously, Andrew, you think they'd stumble into it more than once in the last five years with Rob Ryan? Like, I think right now, yeah. I mean, I think right now they just have a lot of young guys, and I don't think it's that they can't be good, but. When you play that many young players, I mean, let's think about it. You know, PJ had one start going into last night. Lattimore was a rookie. Devontae Harris was an undrafted rookie last year. You know, those are your top three cover guys. You know, your safeties, Vaccaro, still pretty young. Uh, Marcus Williams, a rookie. Anzalone, a rookie. You know, Klein, a career backup, first year starting. Um, you know, defensive line, Kikaha, this is basically his second year. <laughs> Um, Rankins, second Rankin. year. Onyemata, second year. Yeah. I mean, no. you know, Cam, Cam Jordan is really the only vet. And, you know, maybe Klein, maybe Vaccaro, but I mean, these are young, young guys. And this. so I think the silver lining here is that unlike some Saints defense, defenses were like at the beginning of the year, I'm like, yeah, they're done. Like they, they have no hope. I, I actually think these guys could improve. And as the season goes on, I'm, I'm not saying this defense is going to be good. But we might have two or three guys that start to stand out, hopefully. Yeah. The, the Saints on defense, or the Saints in general, they're the equivalent of the Cleveland Browns with Drew, with Drew Brees at quarterback. Like, that's what Cle- Cleveland is. <laughs> no, I mean, Cleveland, they, they have, obviously, they, they have a ton of draft picks. But if you look at them, they're just playing a shit ton of young guys. And they play Kaiser at quarterback. And they're just like, look, we're playing all the young guys. We have a ton of draft picks. We're just going to draft 15 guys every year and hope we hit on a bunch of them. And the Saints are kind of doing the same thing. They just have a Hall of Fame quarterback and they're wasting him. But I mean, I agree with you, Andrew. I think the defense, it's not like it's not it's not hopeless, but I was really disappointed in Rankins and Okafor. This is a good question from Dylan, uh, Dave. Will 2017 be the first year under Peyton Breeze the offense finishes below average? Uh... I think I think the offense will get it figured out. You know, this one game. I mean, they weren't terrible. You know, obviously the red zone was uh, was really the issue. I mean, they were able to get in the red zone what six times or whatever. Um, I think that'll get. I mean, I think that'll you get consider figured out. what they did with the tackles they had. Yeah. You know, eventually, Armstead and Streif will be back in there. <laughs> did this is from heard that did Klein ha- did Andrew did Klein have a good game or not? Uh, I think it was a very Stephon Anthony-ish start. 
Um, by the way, um, unrelated, Von Bell is 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 going down the Stephon Anthony path right now. Good good rookie season, and now well, maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. Not, maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. Yeah, so you know, I'm starting to wonder if he's going down that path. But anyway, I think Klein at times, especially in run defense, um, he was physical. Um, you know, he certainly had a lot of tackles. Um, I think he he was beat on the edge uh, a few times. Now, listen, Dalvin Cook, he he's a tremendous prospect and he's incredibly fast. And so, you know, I don't expect AJ Klein to be able to run with a guy like that. So. You know, he got beat a few times. Uh, I think his speed sideline to sideline was exposed. But um, overall, I, I would give him, you know, if I was grading him, I mean, he led the team in tackles. He, he made some good plays. I, I'd give him like a B minus C plus. He's he wasn't got- garbage. I, I, I didn't think he was great in coverage, and that's a concern moving forward. But you know, he's not going to have to cover a, a guy with the speed of Dalvin Cook every week. Yeah. So let's get through this game this week, unfortunately. Dave, New England is a four and a half point favorite. Um, for those watching hmm. you on the TVs, you get to experience. Is Jim, that all? You get to experience. I mean, Andrew, that feels like easy money. Andrew, you get Tony Romo and on uh, Jim Nance on your TV box. What time is that? Twelve. Kickoff? It's twelve. Is it a noon kickoff? It's a noon kickoff. Oh no. So, Dave, what's your feeling on this game, knowing that the, the Patriots got hammered at home Thursday night? Well, this is going to be a rough weekend for me because I got the Saints playing the Patriots and, and I got my, my two-lane green wave playing Oklahoma. Tough break versus the, the Navy. Number, the, the number two team in the country in college football. So um, I'm pretty sure both my football teams are going to get whooped this weekend. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to stay positive, but I'm also realistic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... The page, look, the Patriots have everything going in their favor other than home field advantage. Uh, you know, they played last Thursday, so they've got uh, extra time to prepare. They are probably pretty pissed off about getting embarrassed on, yeah. to, on national TV. Um, and uh, I haven't done the research or looked it up, but I, I would imagine that there are very few instances where the New England Patriots have lost two games in a row. They are 36 uh, and 4 since 2003 after a loss under Belichick, which means they've only right. they've only lost two in a row four times. They don't they don't like to lose and they certainly don't like to lose two times in a row. Um, so uh, you know, are we are we doing predictions right now? We're yeah. just getting everything out of the way. Yeah, you, you um, predict do predictions yeah, I mean, and then give your goat or your hero of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this Saints are definitely going to lose this one, unfortunately. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you what, if I'm wrong and the Saints do win, then I, I, we'll, we'll call it a wash with the Minnesota game and the New England game, and I'll be back to being, you know, 9-7 and seven optimistic for the rest of the season. But, um, but uh, you know, I'll say, um, I'll say Patriots 37 uh, and uh, the Saints 17. I will say this. And uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Who's your goat? Who's your goat then? Uh, and, and I was going to say it'll probably be one of those games where, again, we're at no point is, is, is are the oh. Saints ever really uh. even in this game? Um, and uh, I'll make my, my goat, um, 
it's too easy to pick Devontae Harris. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll go with Lattimore. Yeah, and Andrew, before before you uh, before you select, I'd like to say I was looking at research for New England, and I know they led the league in points last year on defense, but goddamn, they played a lot of a lot of a lot of shitty offenses, and I think if the, if Hightower doesn't play, uh. I think the Saints will be able to move the ball on them. But take that as you will and give me your prediction. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I missed what you just said. You were kind of like a speak and spell there. Uh-oh. So are you asking for my prediction or did I'm you ask, say something? I'm different? asking you for your prediction. I was just saying that when I was doing re- oh. I was doing research on the Patriots, their defense last year, even though it was number one, like it played a lot, a lot, a lot of shitty offenses. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I just think this team is a train wreck. Um, and I think the injuries um, are just too significant. Um, you know, the offense has been slowed down by the absence of Willie Sneed and, and the tackles being gone. Uh, but they can't be missed. When you trade away a guy like Brandon Cooks, like, you can't lose Willie Sneed, too. So um, that loss killed them in this game, I think. But um, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where Saints are going to get the ball first. They're going to go three and out. Tom Brady's going to go down and score very easily, 7 nothing. Um, and then the Saints are going to maybe get a first down, and then they'll have a third and one. And they'll hand it off to either Ingram or Peterson. It'll get stuffed. It'll be fourth and inches. Peyton's going to have to decide to go for it or punt. He's going to punt. The Patriots are going to go down and score again, and it's going to be 14 nothing. It's going to be the first quarter, and, and it's going to be over. And where we're all going to know it, and it's just going to be that helpless. It's going to be a Sunday where early on in the game we're going to know it's over. And final score, Patriots 51, Saints 10. Ooh, it's going to oh be a blowout. Oh, my gosh. No. Uh, Brandon Cooks will break Flipper Anderson's record oh, for most Jesus receiving yards. Christ. Can I change my flight? And um, that'd be three. I don't want to take my son to that game. That's three hundred. Will be PJ Williams who will once and for all crucify every truther that has spoken his. (laughs) That would be three hundred towards him. Flipper Anderson had three hundred and thirty-six yards against the Saints. Yeah, so uh, Brandon Cooks will have three thirty-nine. Oh my God! I'm gonna say fifty-one to ten. I. I'm more optimistic than you than you people. I think the Saints. I think they. I think they can move. I think you're so dumber. I am probably. I think the Saints can move the ball. I well. I. I here's the thing. I. I said 51 to 10 in my column, but I'm going to change it. Uh, I haven't turned it in yet. Wait, you said 51 to 10 too. Yeah. So I'm going to. I changed my mind. I haven't. So I haven't submitted. Wait, you, you. You picked the exact same number. I. I did, but I haven't submitted my column to W. I haven't submit. I haven't submitted it to my editor yet, so I can change it. So I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna pick something on this podcast and pick something different in the column. I do that sometimes. People get mad. Um, so look, I think the Saints can move the ball on New England. I and especially if Hightower doesn't play. New England's pass rush blows. It's not Saints bad, but it's bad. So I think the Saints can move the ball. 
I just think they're not going to get stops. And I think it's going to come the point in the third quarter where it's going to be like New England will be up like 20, 24 to 17, and it'll be close. It'll be back and forth, and it'll be a play, and Drew Brees will be like, I could take the field goal, and it could be 20 to 24, 20, but we need six, and he's going to try to fit it in to Fleener or somewhere, and it's going to be picked, and that's going to be a wrap. And it's going to end up – I think it's going to end up being 37-24 New England. But it'll be fun for about three quarters. It'll be it'll – be Oh, yeah. I forgot, to, I forgot to say as part of my 51-10 prediction that er, you know, early in the game, Breeze is going to try to play hero ball because he's going to know he has no margin. Like he's going to know he basically has to play ridiculous or the Saints have no chance. And so this, this will be a heavy pick binge game. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say thirty-seven to twenty-four. I'm gonna say your goat is going to be. Uh, people are gonna be mad at Breeze. <laughs> people are gonna be mad at Breeze because he's gonna like his 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 mistakes are gonna be awful. But it's like you said, Andrew. It's just gonna be. He's just gonna press because he's gonna be like, I gotta score. I gotta score. Like you know. And um. And Brandon Cooks is gonna have two hundred yards. So just, just, just gird your loins, prepare yourself accordingly. However, you need to do whatever safe space or, or mental exercises you need to do for for your own benefit, for your own uh, well-being. You need to take care of that and be ready for Brandon Cooks to just go uh, fucking bananas against the Saints. So, um, so do that. So. Uh, you can't find Andrew. Fucking bananas. Yeah, you can't you can't find Andrew at the Saints Nation anymore because he's retired. But he's on the Twitters. Uh, Dave is on the Twitters sometimes for Canal Street Chronicles and, and at the Campus Connection, tweeting about. You can find him. Kevin's in the in the in the Ozarks um, somewhere. Um, so oh, before before you sign off, how insufferable were the Pelicans bloggers last night? By the oh, way, oh my fucking God. dude, I. <laughs> Uh, they were like, "Hey, hey, everyone! The, the Pelicans play defense. If you want defense, oh, like, yeah, okay. your team's not making the playoffs I, either, pal." I, I, I really like the people at the guys at the Bird Rights. They're really fun. I had them on their. I was on their podcast. They, they, one of the guys is in Orlando. He made it through safe. Thanks, Preston, for having me on Saturday. They're really fun. The rest of the Pelicans brothers are fucking insufferable, man. We want to like you. We want to get along. Why you gotta throw salt in our wounds, man? Why can't you just be with us? Why can't we be one community? Why you gotta why you gotta be that way, bro? Why you gotta be that way? I'm not gonna name names, but why you gotta be that way? So thanks for reminding me of that, Andrew. Um so for Andrew, for Dave, for the lost one, uh, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.